Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, I want to talk about a concept that um, comes up every now and again, which is what is or how much is truly wealthy? And how do you realize if you are wealthy or you're not? And should it matter? This topic uh, is something that really never gets spoke about that often because most people are really not comfortable talking about where they are financially, personally. And so they don't talk about it with their friends or with their family or whatever. And because it's such a taboo topic and because people are so estranged about it, estranged about it they, uh, they, they don't really get it out there to where anybody can grab uh, enough common sense to make some great or great or just common quality decisions about whether or not you've made it or not and how hard you should work. So the question is, it's always been posed, how much is enough is enough. And you talk to most people, they say, well, you know, $1 more than what I have now would be enough. If I have more than what I have now, you know, obviously what I have now is not enough. I need more. And I've always asked that question of people as I've helped them become financially free and eventually retire from working and having earned income to getting turning their life around to passive income and then increasing their passive income year after year by adding to their real estate uh, portfolio and earning more and more and more money. Now, along the way, we have people that come through lifestyles that just replace their earned income and they're happy with that and they go on down the road and they just say, you know, now I have as much as I ever had, but I don't have to work for it. So that's just successful as I need to be. And then there's others that no matter how much money they make, no matter how many deals they do, it's never enough. And this is more of an ego-driven type wealth where it's, I've got to be number one, I've got to be on top of the pile, I've got to outdo everybody I know. Uh, it really has nothing to do with money. The money is already adequate for what they do. And most of these people that work that hard, uh, 
they don't spend their money anyway. I mean, if they do, they spend it on their businesses. They spend it in promoting their business and promoting themselves uh, more than actually having a good time because they don't have any time to have a good time. They're out there having, uh, spending all their time and their money and investing to promote and grow their businesses. So you have this diverse variety of people. Today, I just want to kind of scratch the surface on this topic. I've got three different ways I want to do it. First, I want to talk to you about different levels of wealth in my life that really made me think about wealth and the changes in my position financially. Secondly, I've got an email from a person here who has changed their financial position um, to the degree they're emailing me and asking me if they should stop growing and start enjoying. So it's an interesting question to be posed specifically and specifically about this person because where they're at uh, in their financial career. So that answer might be completely different if 10 different people wrote to me and brought up their situations. I could give you 10 different answers possibly. But in this particular case, it's pretty clear uh, which answer this person should get. And then last, I had someone send me uh, something the other day. It's called uh, 10 Success Tips. And I thought it was interesting because as I read through it, the 10 tips were about being successful as in the way you as the normal, how do I want to say it? I don't know how badly I want to brutalize you today. The, the person, the common person living life of quiet desperation, sitting on their couch or riding on the car, listening to this radio show or stuck in a cubicle at work every day. Um, what is it that makes you believe that you're more successful? What tips do they have for the average person? And I'm going to go through the tips and tell you, you know, hey, as a wealthy person, that tip makes no sense at all, or maybe it does. Maybe the tip helped me become wealthy, and maybe the tip was absolutely wrong. So we've got some topic there that we can cover. So let's start out, first of all, with what wealthy is. When I worked in in the health club business. I worked at Bally's Health Clubs, worked there for 12 years, worked 12 hours a day from 10 in the morning till 10 at night. That was the hours we had to work. We worked Monday through Friday, and then almost always a Saturday or Sunday. In addition to that, if we hadn't sold as many memberships as we were supposed to that week, then we had to work another day. Or if we didn't have a person qualified to run the club while we were out, then we had to do that. And you know, our owners, managers, supervisors, vice presidents, whoever were above us, never thought we had quality people, you know, because, I mean, who do you hire for a health club? Come on, let's think about that for a second. Who really do you hire for a health club? You hire, you know, muscle heads. And uh, they're just not business people. It just so happens to be that I was a business person uh, by trade, by education, by nature, who actually ended up having to be a bodybuilder at the same time. So I had this, you know, two-edged sword that really made the health club industry work for me. So at the time, at the peak of my earning career, I had gone from 25000 a year to 40000 to 70000 I think 70000 a year was probably the peak I ever made there. And, you know, I thought I was doing pretty well, single male, living alone, living in a condo, $400 a month, so I had no bills, no overhead. So I could save lots of money. And um, since I worked out or worked 12 hours a day and then worked out another hour or two a day, I really had no need for money, so all the money I made, I saved. And I saved up and saved up and saved up, and I had hmm, 
couple hundred thousand dollars. I don't know exactly what it was. I'd be making up a number. Uh, but it was what I thought was a, a fairly decent number, being that I was only in my 20s. And then Black Monday came, and I lost a large amount of money all in one day. This is 1987, for those of you who don't remember Black Monday. And um, after that, I made a decision in my mind. I said, look, I can't work another 12 hours a day, another 12 years in a row. Uh, to save back up to get to this amount of money that was nowhere near retirement quality. I mean, I couldn't retire on a couple hundred thousand bucks. I don't think anybody can. Uh, even somebody was living as frugally as I was probably can't on a couple hundred thousand dollars retire for life, especially since I was only 30 at the time. And so I decided I had to go do something else. And I looked around, tried almost every kind of thing you've ever seen on late night, midnight TV, looked at them all, franchises, day trading. Let's go through the whole list. You've all looked at them, done them. None of them made any sense, and uh, all of them were work. And it was just like having an extra job. And then when I found real estate, something clicked. Uh, the guy that was giving the seminar had made some very good points about how to put the system together in a way that you would not be working in the system. You would put the system together. It would work itself. And so I was hooked, and I went out and did it. And I bought real estate. I started with single-family homes. And uh, at first, I think I bought one. And then the next month, I bought three more. So I had four. And now, all of a sudden, at four, I had $880 a month positive cash flow. And since my mortgage payment on my condo was only $400 a month, my car payment was only a couple hundred dollars a month, I literally had enough cash flow from this passive income to really cover most of my bills. And then it struck me what wealth really was. I said, wealth isn't a dollar amount, $200,000 in the bank, and I can run out of that money in a year or two. But if I have eight, $900 a month coming in every month, uh, I'm going to be able to live off that for the rest of my life. So it really clicked to me that that was like my first level of wealth that, okay, now I've got income other than earned income. I'm never going to be broke again. I'm now wealthy in a different sense. And so, you know, from four houses, I went up to eight. I think I bought a 10 unit. Uh, it was a bunch of duplexes. I think uh, I bought, um, let's see what else I bought. I bought just all kinds of stuff. I bought some fourplexes, some duplexes, some single family houses all over town. And lo and behold, at some point I had about 40 houses. And at 40 houses, I was in a situation where I was worth, or my houses, my portfolio was worth a million bucks or better. Now, this was the next level in my understanding of what wealth was, is that, hey, I went and bought all these houses with debt, and now I'm rich, even though I used debt to get there. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show after this break.
The largest multifamily bus tour in the country is coming to Dallas Friday and Saturday, October 25th and 26th. Join Dell Walmsley, national radio host, CEO, and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, and his top team of investors, realtors, and expert educators. Ride your way to triple-digit returns. Go to multifamilymasterstour.com. Gain one-on-one access to industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndicators, and trade professionals. Get the only bus ticket worth millions at multifamilymasterstour.com. Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to DellOnTheRadio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. Are you tired of sitting in rush hour traffic? Are you worn out from your extremely long work commute and thinking, I need a new career or a better way of making more money? You don't need a new job. You need a passive income stream. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we have been teaching people real estate investing for the past 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. One way is equity capture. Equity capture is when you buy an asset for less than what it's worth. If you buy a house for $50,000 in a neighborhood that's in the $90,000 range, you put $20,000 into improvements, then you've just captured $20,000 in equity, and that amount goes directly towards your net worth. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about equity capture and the other ways real estate makes you money. Learn how by attending a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop. Visit us at lifestylesunlimited.com today. That's lifestylesunlimited.com to learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. Our workshop calendar is available at lifestylesunlimited.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Austin's Talk 1370. Back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about how wealthy is wealthy. And as we went to break, we're talking about where I'd hit my second level of understanding what wealth was when I was at the point where I had a million dollars worth of assets. Um, but the million dollars worth of assets, which were single-family houses at the time and duplexes and fourplexes, the million dollars worth of assets came with some amount of debt. And I'll just make up a number. I don't know the exact number, but let's say the, the, the debt might have been 800000 On paper, in your brain, if you've never been there, to say you have a million dollars worth of assets is a mind-blowing experience. In reality you have $200,000 worth of net worth. And in the example that I just made for you, it might be different, you might have less debt, whatever, but you know, typically debt is 80%. Uh, in almost everything we do, we're, we're using 80%, 70, 80% debt, so it's gonna be somewhere, you know, a million dollars, you're gonna have net worth of somewhere between 200 and $300,000. But 
when you're at that level financially, that doesn't really mean anything to you. I mean, the two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean that you can't get to the money anyway. It's tied up in the equity of the properties. So you go back to your savings account and you look in your bank and you see you maybe have fifty, hundred thousand dollars again. You're, you know, you've got that amount of money that the average person out there has that. Fifty, hundred, and when I say the average person, I'm talking about normal human beings that actually have jobs to go to work and and live on below their means and save their money. And I say normal because to me that's what's normal. There are about fifty percent of the people in this country have less than ten thousand dollars in the bank, and I think there's like it comes up to some weird number, like sixty-five percent or seventy percent have less than a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. So I'm not talking about all those people that are broke that got ten thousand bucks. I'm talking about the normal guy and gal that gets up, goes to work, saves their money, you know, it's frugal, saves their money, has an emergency fund of fifty to 100000 bucks. you know, has a car, a home, or whatever, rents, it doesn't really matter. But you get the point. Now, to think that you've got a million dollars with assets is, is quite phenomenal. Now, to have net worth of two or 300000 is net worth-wise pretty impressive. Now, if you add that to the fifty or $100,000 worth of cash you probably have in your emergency fund, you've now got a net worth of, you know, who knows, $250,000, $400,000. If you've got a home, maybe you've got some equity there, you're still not up to a half a million dollars in net worth yet. But in your mind, it really doesn't matter because you, you hear, hear this word, and the word is the word that gets you. You've got a million dollars worth of assets. The million word, the M word, that's the one that gets to you. Right. So now after that, what happened was I continued to grow and I bought apartment complexes and I got up to about 100 houses. And when I had about 100 houses and it was houses, duplexes and fourplexes, when I had all that, uh, I then started buying some small apartment complexes. I think I bought a um, 18 unit and an eight unit or something like that. Um, et cetera, et cetera. It's just some small ones, you know, that I had here and there. And at some point, I hit the next level. And the next level of wealth is where you have $2 million worth of assets or $3 million worth of assets, and you have only two-thirds of that is debt. And now all of a sudden, you've got a million dollars worth of net worth. Now, that's a freaky deal. To actually have a net worth of a million dollars you can now for the first time truly say you were a millionaire, right? And it feels really good. So is that enough? You ask yourself, is that enough? And in most cases, that might be enough to be a millionaire. That is literally being a millionaire. But there's additional levels. And as I went on, what happened was I started selling off my single-family houses and buying larger and larger apartment complexes. So I started with 10 units, then I got a 20 unit, then I got a 30 unit, then I got a 40 unit, then I went to a 45 unit, then I went to a 64 unit, then a 68 unit, then an 88 unit, then a 104 unit, then a 140 unit, then a 256 unit, then a 270 unit, the largest one I ever bought was 320 units. So I was getting larger every time I was buying something. I was buying a little bit larger, trying to stretch myself to grow my ability and to grow my net worth and wealth. And when I bought, I think it was my 64-unit apartment complex, I bought it for like $800,000. And within a very short period of time, one year or so, 
And again, this is 20 years ago. I don't remember the exact amount of time, but it was like about one year. So I had raised the rents enough because the place that I bought it from a guy was doing nothing with it. It was very simple to increase the rents $100 a door, fix some stuff, lower the expenses, and so on and so forth. And by doing so, I was able to increase the value by over a million dollars in that one, one and a half year period of time. In which case, I was able to refinance out of that property a million dollars, tax-free. Now this is the freakiest point ever, guys. The freakiest point ever is to actually earn a million dollars in a transaction. And to walk away from the closing table with a million dollar check and to go stick it in the bank and to see a million dollars cash, not a million dollars net worth. I just pulled the equity out of these properties and came up with real money, which is a completely different position to be in than to have the money as equity. So that was a big turning point for me. And once I found out you could make a million dollars in a transaction, everything changed for me. The world completely changed. From becoming something you try to do your entire life, is, which is to save up to be a millionaire by the time you're 65, 70, 80 years old, it became something you did in a year. And so I started refinancing these properties and buying more and refinancing, fixing them up and increasing the value and pulling the money back out. And I found that this was very realistic to look forward to doing on a regular basis. And I started getting more and more money. And then my net worth started going up radically because when you're making a million dollars on a transaction, right, it goes up rapidly. But what I had found was I was making not only the million dollars on this, you know, inadvertent transaction to refinance, I was also making all the cash flow of these properties, right? So that was coming in also, and I was living off of that, not touching any of this, and I was doing these other deals and doing more and more and more deals, so I had more and more money coming in from different deals. And at some point, and I don't remember exactly how long it took, but at some point I hit the next level of wealth. And this level was when I was making a million dollars a year. It's one thing to make a million. And by the way, I've said many, many times in life, you can't save a million dollars, but you can make a million dollars. And it's one thing to have made a million dollars on your prize turkey deal, your one great deal of your life that you put your whole life into, and finally it turns into a million dollars. But it's a completely different animal when you start making a million dollars a year. All of a sudden, your, complete, your life completely changes, and your net worth, your position in life is different. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Austin's Talk 1370. 
Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're talking about how much is enough and how much is wealthy. And as we went to break, we're talking about the fact that um, there is a there are multiple different levels of what you would consider wealth, and the latest one, the furthest long one that we brought up, was uh, being able to make a million dollars a year every year as a pretty regular basis. In fact, at some point it becomes every year, just because that's you've built up that much of a, a wealth-building machine that you're making a million dollars every year. Um, the next level above that is really a strange deal. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you about it because I actually have fallen prey to it, um, quite honestly. <laughs> but, you know, if I would, wasn't willing to tell you stuff that most rich people wouldn't tell you, then uh, you probably wouldn't learn anything from me. But the next level of wealth is, quite honestly, when your net worth gets so large, did you start looking up everybody you see on TV? Yep, there it is. I said it. Every time a movie star, every time an athlete comes on and I see them and I go, wow, this guy, this girl's really famous, I go look them up to see if I have more money than they do. And quite honestly, I have a lot more money than many of them and a whole lot less than some of them, okay? In other words, there is a big divide between being a millionaire, being a multi-millionaire, being a mega multi-millionaire and being a billionaire. And I want to share that difference with you just so you can understand the dichotomy between what the average person thinks is wealthy compared to rich people thinking is wealthy. For example, you sit down with a guy and he says, I want to be a millionaire. And you go, okay, let's take a look at what you've done so far. And the guy goes, I got $200,000. My 401k, my IRA, my equity in my house, I got $200,000. go, okay, then let me explain this to you. There's a thousand, thousand in a million. You have 200. That means you only need 800 more. So you've worked your entire life to save up 200. And I always ask them then, how old are you? And well, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 60, whatever, go, then how do you think if you've already worked 40 years of your life and you only saved up $200,000, you're going to end up with a million bucks? There's no way. You don't have enough years left in your life. If it took you 40 years to come up with 200 grand and you need 1,000, 1,000, right? You need 800 more. That's four times 40 years. If you can live another 160 years, you might get there. Now, that's hard for you to perceive. That's why people don't become millionaires. They don't understand how much money a million bucks really is. But when you have a million dollars and then you go to $10 million, you go, wow, I could live the rest of my life for 10, for a million. Now I got 10 million and you start thinking, well, like me, I'm 62 years old. If I had 10 million, I could live on a million dollars a year for until I'm 72 years old and live on a million every year. If I lived on a half a million, I could, I could live for 20 years and I'd be 82 before I'd run out of money, right? And that's living on a half a million bucks a year and I don't live on anywhere near that much money. 
So when you get up to 25 million, you go, you know what? Even a million a year, I can't spend it all before I'm dead. If you get up to 50 million, it's even more drastic. There's just no way you can't spend that much money unless you're just out there wasting it. And that's why you, you see rich people have two houses, three houses, you know, eight cars and all this. They're just wasting because there's no way in your lifetime could you spend all that money away. Or so they think. Because as pro athletes and movie stars, from the guy who looks them up all the time and sees that they made millions of dollars 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and that they're broke. I mean, big name, really important people have less than a million bucks. They have almost nothing. And because they squandered it when they had it. But now, let's talk about me going to talk to a billionaire. And about 10 years ago, I went to talk to a billionaire. I said, man, you know, guys, I need help. There's no seminars on how to be a billionaire. There's no books on how to be a billionaire. There are books about billionaires, but there's no book on how to be a billionaire, if that makes any sense. And so I, I had a friend who knew a billionaire. And I said, hey, can you talk to the guy into meeting me, right? The guy said, okay. Um, I'll ask him. And he asked the guy, and the guy actually agreed because he was from Houston. He lived in L.A., and he was flying back into town to see his kids because he had been divorced, and so it was some holiday or something. He was flying into town to see his kids, and he had his own personal jet, and he had his own driver, and he had his own bodyguard and a whole bit. And so the guy agreed to see me, and I just met him here in Houston at a Buffalo, oh, what is it called? I can't even remember the name of it. It's a breakfast place over on Voss and um, San Felipe, and um, we just met there, had a cup of coffee, you know, some biscuits or whatever we ate. I, I don't think we even ate anything. We just had a cup of coffee and smoked. And the conversation was, you know, really interesting. He owned, he had, he's the guy that actually invented, believe it or not, um, the choppers in the air doing traffic reports. Nowadays they do it by camera, so I don't know what the guy does with his money now. He's a billionaire, so I guess it doesn't matter. But he invented the idea, and so what he did was he bought up all of the spare space and time you could for nothing. He said, give me all your broke time that you don't have anything ads to go in there I'll buy it for next to nothing and I'll continue to buy it and then he went out and got helicopters and he put the helicopters in the air and he, he made these traffic reports and he sold the traffic reports back to all the radio stations and it was a hit and it was a hit all over the whole country and so the guy became a billionaire so I'm sitting there speaking with this guy and uh he said, so, you know, you want to be a billionaire? I said, yeah, I do, and I really don't have any idea how to how to get there. I mean, you know, I've been pretty successful in what I do, but the numbers just don't even add up. He goes, well, let's just go through the numbers. He said, you know, there's a thousand million in a billion, right? And I thought it for a second. I thought, you know, I've never thought about that. There's a thousand million in a billion. And he said, well, what do you have? And this is like 10 years ago. I said, I, I got like 20 million. He goes, okay, you're great. You only need 880 million more or 980 million more, whatever it was. And I'm like, what? 
Because there's a thousand million, you have twenty. You need nine hundred and eighty million dollars more to be a billionaire. And then he asked me how old you were. I was, and I said I'm like fifty years old. He goes, "You're not going to make it." You need to understand that what you have chosen to do is good enough to make you a millionaire. In fact, actually a multimillionaire. Someday you might be a mega millionaire. But what you're doing will never make you a billionaire. And there it was. Now, unfortunately for me, I just walked away <laughs> under the, the construct in my brain that you're right. And I just gave up. I said, I won't be a billionaire. I'll never be a billionaire. Other people, it would have been a slap in the face. and They would have gone, okay, I'm going to tell this, I'm going to prove this guy wrong. And I'm going to go spend the rest of my life. And I'm 50 years old. I'm going to work my ass off until I'm 70 so I can be a billionaire. And I just didn't want that. I said, I'm already living better than I ever wanted to live in my entire life. I've been retired since I was 34 years old. I don't need to kill myself to try to become something that really, I don't even know what you do with a billion dollars. I guess you by yourself an airplane or something, I don't know. And so I walked away, but what it did do for me is it clarified to me that I was thinking small, that the numbers that I was working with were too small, right? So now, that's really the highest level. That billionaire level is the highest level that I can even wrap my arms around. I'm being worth 10 billion, I, I don't even, can't even think about that. So let's go to the next level. The next thing that got me, which is a weird way to look at wealth, is that my wealth was tax-free. My income was. So I had not only it being tax-free, but I had excess write-offs that I could write off. And I remember the first year I got $100,000 back from the IRS. And then another year I got $400,000 back from the IRS. And then another year, I got $600,000 check back from the IRS. And all of a sudden, the IRS is paying me more money than most people ever make in their entire life. And they're paying it to me every year because of the type of income that I'm earning. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to master apartment investing on the multifamily masters tour with Dell Walmsley and Lifestyles Unlimited in Dallas Friday and Saturday October 25th and 26th ride along with the country's top team of apartment investing professionals as you tour four apartment communities with the owners and operators alongside their mentors and educators for more information visit multifamilymasterstour.com experience award-winning multifamily strategies in action get the insider secrets to triple digit returns learn the six ways you can make multifamily millions too open Q&A format with Dell's top team including operations consultants mentors and award-winning members. Get your seat on the bus at MultifamilyMastersTour.com. Due to the nature of the event, seating is very limited. Ride with us for the day and learn how to close the gap on your retirement with multifamily properties, what a profitable property being run as a business looks like in person and on paper, how Lifestyles Unlimited members win local, state, and national awards year after year, which path is right for you, lead, passive, or independent owner, how to upgrade your profits by upgrading your apartment, and what you want. Open Q&A all day long. The only bus ticket worth millions. Get yours at MultifamilyMastersTour.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Talk 1370, the right choice. Back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we've been talking about wealth and how much is enough. Now, we're going to come full circle back around down to the beginning of the entire search or quest or so forth. And I have an email here I want to read to you. That was sent to me by one of our members, and um, I'll leave out the name because it's kind of a private situation. But it says, uh, I know you have said often that it's better to buy rental property instead of a nice car, which makes sense. But here is my situation. I grew up poor and worked hard and saved money and lived way below my means. During the past two months, this is the first time in my life I have a high income. I still have a lot of money hoping to buy some real estate someday. Uh, though when I am with close friends and their family that know about my success, or when I often visit businesses with beautiful female employees that flirt with me, I am single, and ask about work I do um, that I'm doing, yet they see I'm still driving a 10-year-old Pontiac and live in the same house. I paid 85000 for in 2009. They tilt their heads at me as if I'm full of it and lying about my success, even though they do not say it loud, out loud. Since I have lived in a lower middle class person for the past 10 years and resisted the temptation to upgrade, I wonder if it's okay for me to buy a nice Audi RS since the cost is low compared to my income while I continue to save up for rental properties. Not to mention it would probably take three or four homes to generate the income needed to buy the car. So I have a long way to go. So here we go. This is America. That is typical America. Living a life of quiet desperation in an inexpensive home, driving an old car, uh, working at a job, and finally getting a job that pays more. And that was that first level when I said, hey, all of a sudden you're making more in your job than you have in the past. And so you feel like you have more money. But the truth of the matter is, he doesn't have more money. He doesn't have even enough money to buy houses. He hasn't bought any yet. Now, he's got enough money to buy this car, which means what? He's got enough money to put a down payment down on it, and he's earning enough income to make the payments in his own mind. But as he said, it would take five rent houses to pay for the car. And yet, He's not buying the five rent houses. So the answer to the question is, in this guy's specific situation, he should buy a rent house. Forget the car. Now, let's go one step further. And that's what the, the rest of this article was about, which I'm not going to be able to get to today. I can see I bit off more than I can chew here. But, you know, it's talking about, you know, what are success tips? And I'll share with you right out of the blocks. The worst thing you can possibly do is live your life based on what the Joneses live their life. In other words, he's saying, okay, I go to work and these people are looking sideways at me 
and they see my inexpensive car and they know where I live in this inexpensive home where they may be living in a Class A apartment complex and pay 3000 bucks a month of rent. I own one of these things. And it's nice. It's real nice. But you're broke because I'm rich. You're paying me 3000 bucks a month to live in my apartment complex. So when you bring your friends over, wow, you're proud. Looks good. You're keeping up with the Joneses. Add that to that a car payment for a nicer car. You know, if that's three thousand a month through the apartment, you got another you know thousand a month for the car. Now you're four thousand bucks a month. You're eating up all your income. You can't save any money. You're not getting anywhere, and you're going to be there for the rest of your life. You're never going to get out of that situation. It's not possible. So don't worry about other people and what they think of you. That's irrespective. Secondly, if you do the right things and you do them long enough, eventually uh, you will be in a situation where people will know you're successful because success will show. Now, what is the level where you can start making certain decisions? Well, I'll tell you, in my life, I've always believed that the most expensive home I could live in or should live in would cost no more than one year's income. So when I made $70,000 a year, I lived in a $40,000 condo. When I moved up to making, you know, $100,000 a year, uh, I bought myself a $100,000 house in First Colony. When I was making a half a million dollars a year, I bought myself a quarter of a million dollar house out in Greatwood. Um, when I was making a million dollars a year, um, I went out and I bought myself a patio home in the Galleria. It was a, a million-dollar home, and that was a splurge. That was, But I paid cash for it, and uh, it was not a problem. It didn't eat into my, my, uh, my ability to save money, put it that way. Uh, but it was you know, pretty much equal to what I was earning. And if you consider that most people can't afford to buy their own home, um, and pay cash for it. That's another thing altogether, which is not recommended, by the way, but it's just something that I had the cash to do, and I wanted that house, and I wanted to live that way. So what I did find, folks, and I tried when I was making lots and lots of money before I got to the, where I'm at now, I found that I tried to buy cars, I tried to buy motorhomes, I tried to buy yachts to keep up with the Joneses. Just, and every time I looked at it, my, my brain just balked on me and said, I can't do it. I can't waste that kind of money. And then when I had a friend who bought a really nice home, and that home went up in value, I thought, there it is. There's an asset you can really enjoy if they are going to go up in value. I said, you don't buy it like it's an investment. You buy it like it's an expense. I've never bought a home and not thought of it as anything more than an expense I can afford to buy. But you can buy homes, and they can go up in value. And I literally you know, have had done that. I bought a home that was, a, you know, I think it's 16,000 square feet, has a 20-car garage, uh, incredible swimming pool, and it's worth about four or five million bucks. I paid two million, two and a half million for it uh, because the guy was selling in a distressed situation. So that was an investment. Yet at the same time, it still wasn't as much as I was making in a year. So again, we didn't break that. Now, car, I haven't figured that one out to me. I've never really had a thing for cars. I have nice cars, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that that's really the big issue. So my friends, keep this in mind as we go into this. You're either going to act like you're rich 
or you're actually going to be rich. They are mutually exclusive. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. The Del Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley radio show are those of the host Del Wamsley his guests and his callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station its affiliates its management or advertisers the Del Wamsley show is for entertainment purposes only please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs nothing presented on the Del Wamsley show constitutes an endorsement recommendation offer or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.